It's me, Jonathan Esther, Mr. Sweatpants Jones himself, Eeny Meeny Mighty Jonathan, half a soldier down click, two halves of the magic stick, coming in for the Snyder Report thing. Let's do this. So, yeah, it's, um... And by so way, I'm saying your intro was hella tame, so that's that. Now it's too much. No, dude, I'm just editing straight to that part, <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I said, that's why I said just whatever. It's, 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 nah, it worked, no, all right, that works. Because I was like, like when you were like, oh, like yeah, we're just gonna talk. I was like, okay, I'm gonna sound hella unnecessary, right? But you know, I'm already committed to it. I practiced in front of a mirror. Now, just because I practiced that, then I come in here and I don't do it. Like, I wanted to make sure I had the right intonation. I still flubbed up and I had practiced enough to fix my flub-ups. It was too much effort not to do it. Uh, that's fine with me. Like I said, dude, I, I, uh, my, my, when I did it, my plan was to already edit right to you anyway, so I'm good. <laughs> Goddamn. So, so I, actually, I actually recorded a little something me talking about the Snyder Cut and, and I, it just didn't feel right to me because to me certain things need conversation to happen and the reason why I asked you to come come on is because to me when I when I was doing my research about the Snyder the Snyder Cut and any, and you can tell and you could tell the, the the audience that you know I've never cared either way this is not my war to fight you know um, I yeah. find it highly entertaining I have my popcorn out because I think people are crazy but. <laughs> When I hear certain things, like I was watching this YouTube video, and I just thought, I just thought it was interesting. It said the Snyder Cut is a win for toxic fans. Now, before you say anything, I thought that was interesting to say that because when I think of toxic toxic fans, I think of let's just use WWE Thunderdome, and I'm not picking on WWE. I'm just saying how that that situation has a lot to be fixed, and they know that. But you have to be one idiot. Whether it was a Chris Jericho scene in a movie or not, to know that it's not cool to put your KK put the KKK up as your you get know what I'm saying? It don't it, it was it was it was a it was a movie from a scene from it was it was Jericho though in a movie in a, in a scene that he was playing a Klan's member in a Chris uh, not Chris um Kevin Smith movie. So yeah. do I think the guy had harmful intentions? No, but I do think that it can feed into ta- fans being toxic, you know. Um, but to me. I've never got that that vibe of the Snyder Cut fans being toxic. Now you know way more than I do because I don't talk to people about stuff like this. I just don't. I yeah. keep it to myself. However, when I see stuff, the, a lot of these fans uh, donate to suicide prevention. These people use their own money to have a billboard being flown over uh, San Diego Comic Con. Can you say they're annoying? Yeah, sure. But, yeah, every, but, but every fan's annoying. You know what I'm saying? Um, but at the same time, it's like. Is that really does that make you toxic? So before we get into the nuts and bolts of the Snyder Cut, what do you think about that? So I, I, I'll start off by giving some context to your audience. Uh, some might know, some might not know, but I've known you for going up to comfortably. Can we can we comfortably say oh, we can say over twenty years, right? Yep. But yeah, you're you're my brother, pretty much. So um, the the. You're notoriously not a people person in the first place, so you you've had a bra man downstairs vibe since the first day I met you. So I, I I already see how for you that you're detached to all this. So when people say toxic, um, I understand what they mean. My opinion on the matter is. I think the term itself needs to be adjusted. Um, 
called this level of fandom toxic maybe 10 years ago. Sure. We didn't know what this was. We, we've been doing this. We, as in all of us, been doing this a long time. This Snyder Cut fan base, the, the head of the Snyder Cut fan base is in China. This was a multinational cooperation of fans to get this project back online. So it's like, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have you're gonna have excesses, you know? Like so I mean, no. They're not they're not they're not toxic. <laughs> they're not toxic. They're absolutely annoying, but they're not toxic. Are are there elements of it that that are an issue? I mean, you show me what group doesn't and, and I guess I'll say yeah. Okay, and now that we got that out of the way, because I, I was just curious, because like I said, yeah. I just was no, not, not yeah, I just, that was just a question I had, but now let's get into the nuts and bolts of it, so the reason why this episode, for me, felt so unnatural recording it when I recorded it the other day, is because I remember when Batman vs. Superman came out, and I believe it was you and Alone in the Dark on the show, we did a YouTube stream, and I was ranting about it, now that I've had time to um, really go through and Really take You're every ready movie. to apologize? Is that what this is? No, absolutely I not. I accept your apology. No, uh, the, oh, the movie oh. is still shitty. However... Well, this is disappointing. However, I'm able to take the movie for what it is. Because here's the thing. If I, if I rewind, the reason why I never liked Avengers Age of Ultron is because it always felt like an incomplete movie. And now that we've seen the final arc to, those, to what that thing was setting up, that movie was setting up, now yeah. to me it makes perfect sense why it wasn't up there like to me avengers felt so epic so just out of this world and then you saw thanos like oh this is gonna be awesome they're gonna get completely killed right then you had avengers age of ultron it felt so underwhelming but that was the purpose of it i I get i get it no creator wants to make something and someone says it's over underwhelming i get that however when you put it on the chessboard it was a necessary piece to get to civil war is a necessary piece to get Hulk off the planet to ra- Thor Ragnarok. It did everything it was supposed to do to lead to what we saw. And to be fair to Batman vs Superman, it was still a hot piece of garbage. However, we still got a great Batman out of it, you know. And we still got, in in my opinion, now that we know more context. Like at first, when I first saw the movie, I think you and I had a conversation before the movie came out. Uh, I had a friend who, uh, let's just say, he, he's an insider without being insider, air quotes. And he had given me some inside information. And I remember I told you, and, and I wasn't sure at the time. And then, once again, because we didn't get to see the finished product, I was like, alright, this movie just makes no sense. But now I can see it in the same light as I see that movie. However, and this is where you and I disagree about HBO streaming services, you think HBO is going to sell because HBO. I disagree with HBO selling because they're HBO because we're talking about streaming now. And I told this yeah. to Alone in the Dark. There's nothing to grab you in. Like, when you get streaming, yeah, you can get all the shows. You can get Everybody Loves Raymond or Big Bang Theory. But the people who are fans of those shows, like, I'm a fan of Big Bang Theory. I have all the DVDs for it, though. So I don't need to pay for a streaming service. The people who are fans of Game of Thrones... They already watched it, and they're mad. <laughs> so it's yeah. like one of those things where it's like they, they don't need to add another bill, especially during this pandemic now for it. But to me, the Snyder Cut is going to be a hit no matter what. It's going to be divisive no matter what. What my, I guess, hope is is that they get to finish with this because it seems like AT&T is putting these parts in places for them to finish this story arc because they're bringing Ben Affleck back, all this stuff. So anyways, bottom line, 
I can appreciate Batman vs Superman now for what it is. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Do I think it's still a little too much? Yes. However, if you do buy the DVD version, you get the longer cut. And in fairness to them, the, the first cut I ever saw of it was like the, the jam-packed two-hour version where no, nothing made sense. And it's like, all right, now you can be slow and plotting and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, with that being said, what do you think will be the outcome next? I believe it says the snark is coming out in in uh, August of next year. What do you think the outcome will be? Do you think it will be a success? Do you think we'll get... Uh, the Snyder's full vision and full. He lets you get to finish everything. Well, to answer that, we gotta we gotta take a quick step back first and address something you you mentioned a little bit earlier when you were talking about HBO and kind of how they're doing it in the additional bills. So we we also need to put that statement in context. The the Snyder Cut is a a creation born in the middle of one of the most insane occurrences on the planet historically ever the pandemic like, i mean there's no way to dance around the fact that the snyder cut would be a very different thing without the pandemic in existence right right i agree better or worse better or worse debatable but it would be different we we can all agree to that so HBO, what HBO is doing, uh, part of it, of course, is in service to the fan base. But let's be honest, part of it is concurrent to the pandemic, right? Does Snyder get? Does that mean that Snyder gets more access to his vision, or does that mean that Snyder gets more bureaucracy in the way? I think it gives him more access to his vision, honestly, because I think the second time go around, the fans are so loud. If I don't think any of these industries would have risked. Uh, uh, Snyder going on Twitter and, and even making a passing remark about, I don't feel like I have full control. I, I think they'd be, I mean, people think we got riots now. You know, they want to <laughs> see, they want to see snarky fans. They'll, they'll fucking see some shit. See a bunch of LARPers running around. Anyway, um, so I, I think the Snyder Cut will be the, the, the entity that fans want it to be. Now, the real question about its success or not is, is that entity different enough that it warrants all of this? <laughs> that the additional budget, the, the reshoots, you know, the, the freaking... I mean, Snyder seems to think it is. Uh, the actors seem to think it is. But, so that, that, <laughs> that says, I mean, and, and, and when I say the actors, I really mean Ben Affleck, you know? For me, my, yeah, my big barometer for this movie was Affleck, because unlike everybody else on this project, Affleck is a comic book fan, right? That's why I never had a doubt of Affleck as a Batman. He's a comic book fan. He's been a comic book fan since the clerk's days, right? Like, this is like a guy who was nerdy before nerdy was the cool shit to be. People forget that because he's a big budget box office guy. I didn't. So when Affleck is coming out and saying, Snyder Cut, that's worth noting. I think that alone is a big deal. Now, does that translate into big budget success? I think yes. I think yeah. I, I think there's if there was enough noise to make all this come back around. I don't think anybody involved in this project, especially with the budget they've now been given, and most of these scenes were already shot. I don't think anybody's half-assing this, right? 
Like, I, I don't, I don't see. Could I be wrong? Of course, but I don't see this much investment from Affleck being a, a full comic book geek kind of co-signing to this. Snyder coming back on board and seeming to be comfortable and happy with the way the direction that things are going. HBO throwing its whole weight behind it. You know, I, I think it's going to be a success. I, I don't see any way it isn't. Right? Tenet is already doing pretty good at the box office. Um, Mulan is going to be the real test of whether like online movies are going to be a thing. And then we'll see from there. But I, I think just in subscriptions alone for people that are going to watch the movie, I think it'll be a success. Okay, now, it's funny you said the whole thing with people. To me, it's, I get what you're saying from the comic aspect. Ben Affleck is very important. But to me, all the actors always said the Snyder Cut. You know, all of them always back the Snyder Cut. But, mm -hmm. but to me, the two characters that I felt needed to say something, and this is going to sound really weird, but we've seen Aquaman have success. It's a the only billion-dollar DCEU film. We've seen Wonder Woman have success, where everything about the movie doesn't matter. But to me... I really want to know what Ezra Miller and Ray Fisher thought. And Ray Fisher has been very vocal, especially last year, about how he hates Josh Whedon pretty much. And, how, and if you really watch that movie, and I think that's a big reason why I didn't like Justice League. Don't get me wrong. Justice League was a billion times worse. Than, it made Batman vs. Superman look like a Picasso you would pay a million dollars for and put on your fucking wall. I, I know some people that would disagree with you, but I'm actually on your side here. But, um, actually, you know what? You know what? Right up until uh, the, the the Superman spear scene. Uh, right up until that, I'm on your side. Um, but to me, the, the, the aspects that I'm really looking forward to, and I'm going to actually, I'll get HBO Max for two months and pay them two months, two months just to watch a Snyder Cut, just because I want to see what they do with Cyborg and in the Flash. Because to me, if you watch anything of anything Justice League, to me, those two characters are kind of the heart of the team, no matter what. Like, anybody, I mean, no one can really relate to be lo almost losing your life and becoming pretty much a machine. And then you have Barry Allen, who is pretty much, in my opinion, uh, DC's version of Spider-Man when it comes to trying to be relatable to someone who has superpowers, but they're trying to also have a personal life. You know, you dig into his personal life, and it's more cheery than not. You know, it's not always doom and gloom with the Flash, in my opinion. Um, but to me, when they said something... And 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 they've been more excited to really get their stuff out there. And then we see that trailer where it just looks like Jesus. They look like cyborgs having Black Lives Matter moments out there. Um, <laughs> it, it, it gets me. It gets me excited to support the Snyder Cut. But anyways, um, I, 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 to me, for me, and I do get why people. Some people do like Justice League because it is more cheery. If you love the Avengers, the first one, you're going to like Justice League because it's really more yeah. cheery. I, and I get that. Yeah. But I, I don't go to DC movies for cheery. I go to DC's movies because these guys are fucked up and they have some yeah. psychological issues and I want to see them work through it. If I, 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 well, that's me, though. The, the secret to to the DC... and, and it's, it's, it's not, the Snyder Cut is going to be a very, no matter how we feel about it, the Snyder Cut is going to be a very interesting moment in, in the DC Warner Brothers story. Because this is the big bet, right? right? The original Justice League was supposed to be the big bet. And unlike Marvel, Marvel spent years refining the bet, right? Marvel did Iron Man, then they did, you know. Hulk, that failed, and you saw how they fucking adjusted from that. They did Iron Man, Rhodey wasn't great, they adjusted. So they had time, then they do one Avengers. Okay, let's see how this works as a whole. They, they tweak here, they tweak there, and then they move on to the next set. It was a very, in hindsight, 
brilliant. And for us comic book fans, we've known about this formula for decades. We've just been waiting for someone to do it right. We had some people do it right on TV shows. We've just been waiting for a movie series to realize the minefield that comic books were. And now they're going to have this for decades because stories are still being written that are epic so we're going to be getting to the stories written today in like 10 years right so marvel and disney are just going to make all the money and let's let's just skip presidents and just go right to making disney you know one world order i don't know why people think it's anybody else but the big bet here is that they're saying Hey, no, the the product we gave you, our Avengers Endgame that we gave you, was actually a an incomplete product. I think we should be judged on our complete product. That's a good case based on everything that we hear. It seems like, yeah, it was incredibly incomplete. And like you said, it seems like that movie was built... It seems like whatever the vision was, the person that stepped in to do it had to scale back to make their vision more moderate hence the happy thing and i can understand like you're going from batman to superman and then you got aquaman then you got wonder woman and somehow you gotta balance those two into a cohesive unit to make everybody happy without having the freaking years of investment that marvel had to build confidence in their audience so doing all this for the snyder cut is great if your end contact is as epic as you claimed it would be it better answer questions. It better bring gravitas. It better be different but familiar. Yeah, you got a lot of balls. But everybody seems confident about the project. So there's a good reason for everybody to be confident. Because usually by now, if this was a... Usually by now in DC Productions, we've heard some bitching. Yeah, yeah. Right? We've heard we haven't. Yeah, yeah. That's a very, very good sign from everybody. We haven't heard any bitching. Well, actually, no. Actually, no. We, before, you, before you... I mean, I'll wait till you're yeah. done. But we act, actually, we have. I'll get to that in a second. I'll let you go, though. Hmm. Well, not loud enough that it's common mainstream information. You would have to be a, a fan to catch it. That's fair. Hopefully. That's we'll fair. see what you say in a second. But I, I, I haven't seen that. That's a great, great investment in it. But we'll see exactly whether... Because if this fails, DC's done, in my opinion, for, for at least three years. They're, out of, they're off the board. What, what else can they do? I mean, they're going to roll on Wonder Woman, of course, but their big thing, their big bloodbuster com- combination would have had a second, a literal second life on the sweat and back. Uh, sweat more than back. I mean, actually, they have a lot of back, these fans. I don't see them doing sit-ups. I mean, I include myself in that, by the way. This is not disparaging to anybody. I, I also could use more sit-ups. However, yeah, on the sweat and back of these fans, I, I, I mean... They want to see rough fans. I've, go ahead and release what you released before. Some subpar shit. Or just Cyborg's armor looking anywhere near as chitsy as it did in the first trailers. Yeah, go ahead and do that. See what the fuck happens next. You know? So it's... it's. I appreciate the gamble. I'll be in just for the gamble. You know, just the, the fact that they're willing to jump on board and invest this much... You know, but I'm also on on your your point from the very beginning. Man, I'm here for the lulls too, bro. If if this ends up being lull worthy, I I watched Green Lantern in theaters. I can take pain. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. I'm dead honest about it. That was painful. I know you are. 
painful because I like Ryan Reynolds and I love Green Lantern and that hurt <laughs> that really did I mean Deadpool Deadpool stuccoed a little bit of the pain patched it up a little but I'll tell you what sometimes if I'm laying down and I, and I, and I like you know hug myself I feel rough <laughs> Just, again, none of this is funny it's painful <laughs> I still refuse to watch that movie um, yeah you know what I, I it's I, you're right that's a smart choice. I'm not even going to try to talk you into watching it. To be honest, it's that bad. It's, that, it's, it's fantastic for bad, so I'm not going to talk you into watching it. However, however, if you can, if you can, I, I can I can recommend, I'm sure by now it's on YouTube, looking up the wedding scene. Just, just that alone. The wedding scene, I mean, how many years has it been? So fuck spoilers. Um, the wedding scene where he has to save a crashing helicopter. So if I remember right, the way he does it is he creates a slide that the helicopter just slides down like a slide. Now, I, I get it. Um, he was big on the on the gloves and the baseball bats, but that was just fucking awful. It was just terrible. With you, saying, with you saying all that, I'm still not watching that shit. Anyways, um... <laughs> So, so, so the one thing I will say that I've been reading or hearing, uh, Patty Jenkins, uh, uh, she, I think she could be the only kind of, not really the issue, but I do know the reason why she left Thor The Dark World is because she didn't want to make a Marvel cinematic movie. She wanted to make a Patty Jenkins movie. And so that's why, if you notice, the one scene they had that was DCEU represented in the first Wonder Woman was actually a deleted yeah. scene. Um, because she does have some power, but now with AT&T taking over, and AT&T being all in, from everything I understand, she, she doesn't necessarily want to add, now once again, Wonder Woman 84 is in the can, it is what it is, whatever comes out, I think October comes out, um, which is next month, so, no matter what, that's gonna be her movie, but my thing is, with them introducing the multiverse in The Flash, which supposedly will come out, that thing's been pushed back more than the New Mutants, let's just be honest. Um, at, least yeah. it, at least it hasn't started production yet. <laughs> so that's fair. Yeah. But, yeah. But, what, what, but to me, the reason why they're bringing in Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck, is for them to then do a hard reboot, which is why I believe everyone is in, because they know that comic book fans will pay for 10 different uh, streaming services because they want their their fix right and and yeah. and so to me oh, we're junkies for sure 100 and so to me in my opinion that could be the only thing let's say they approach Paige hey, jenkins about wonder woman 3 and they say hey we want you to add this and they want and they pretty much want to pull the kevin feige and say hey we need you to do this this and this um to me that could be the only thing that deflates it now because it's clear that Paige jenkins has the same support from her actors that James Gunn has. And I wonder if she decides to walk from Wonder Woman 3 with Gal Gadot walk from Wonder Woman 3. To me, that could kind of mess up the continuity thing because I don't think anyone in their right mind thinks that Gal Gadot is not a good Wonder Woman. Do you? Do you I know some people complain. I know that. I'm just saying... No, no, I'm, I'm over it. it, it she's, she's good. I, personally, I, I physically didn't think she she was what I want. You're, you're making comic book accurate heroes right? right you've gone through the effort of making ben affleck you know like a grisly old veteran of war you know dark knight return style 
you've gone through all the effort of making, you know, what's his name? Um, Henry Cavill? Yeah, Henry Cavill, the most Superman-accurate power portrayal in a movie in the history of cinema, right? Right. Go further. Make, 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 make Wonder Woman an Amazon. Make her look like a warrior. Don't make her look like a supermodel who can fight. You know, mm-hmm. but I, I also understand. I, I get it, as I said. Look, you've given me Cavill, you've given me Dark Knight. Look, I understand that Barbie molds, adding a couple extra pounds on Barbie molds is difficult. Yeah. I get it. Costs money. Whatever. I'm an adult. Yeah. Plus the kids don't notice. No. And, and yeah. So to me, that could be the only thing that kind of messes with it. But at the same time, when you open the multiverse, especially the DC, because we all know this, that opens a whole lot of stuff. Anyone who, who's ever yeah. read. The original Crisis on Infinite Earths, dude, that was an epic story. And even, in my opinion, um, uh, the TV show had an epic feel to it. And we won't get into that because I know some people have a problem with that. But um, just in my opinion, I think that could be the only hiccup they have. But I I, I do think it won't be enough to stop what this train is going. And let's be honest, the reason why they fired Jeff Johns from being part of the creative of the DC movies. There's a reason they fired him, you know? Um, and and to me, they got this, they got the right Shazam down. I love Zachary Levi in that role. He, he, um, now to me, Black Adam nailed it. You think so? You think, you think, you think the rock will do a good job? I think they absolutely nailed. This is the most exciting role of the rock I've ever seen. Cause, okay. So for me, the reason I, I, it took me a good day to think about it, to really deal with the rock picked as Shazam because on one hand I was happy once again physically accurate right well yeah when no I, doubt when there. I close my eyes what yeah no doubt there is physically accurate yeah, yeah. when I close my eyes and I think of Shazam you know what the you, rock fits you, the bill you Black Adam the, yeah uh, Black, sorry Black Adam the rock fits the bill right he mm-hmm. fits the bill he, I, I can't think of many other actors that, again but they've been doing a pretty good job like the, the risk of taking Jason Momoa as Aquaman good risk good risk you know if as as a as a blonde hair blue eyed aquaman fan i saw jason moore and i went seafaring culture i get it i see what you're doing here i don't mind creative risks if the logic makes sense right if you got to update for modern time and the logic makes sense you can drag me on board as long as you understand the essence of the character right the rock as this is fantastic to me because the rock has one of the greatest superpowers in Hollywood. And that's the ability to break PG and everybody still smiles. Mm. He is one of the rare people in Hollywood right now that can break PG and everybody laughs along. I don't know how the fuck he, he did this. I'm assuming those years of dealing with WWE audience, he's just learned how to you know, push and pull the right buttons socially but you know i've seen him slide bitches and shits in in movies where everybody else is being pg and nobody nobody even bats an eye him as black adam i can't think of anybody else better to navigate brutality while catering to an audience right and that that's what's exciting to me about it but that's also what's terrifying to me about it is for all of these great fucking moves DC does, they got 
I stitch multiverse together. Could you tell me what makes you feel like DC is ready for this? Do I think they're ready for it? Um, no. Do I think they can be ready for it? If they follow no. one vision, yes. I say no. I, I, I have, I've never seen it. That's always been the weakness of Warner Brothers for me. When they stick to a creative entity, it can be amazing. Warner Brothers is one of those people, like, when they start a Dynasty show, my God, you can get legendary status out of it. You just have to look at their entire animated lineup. So they have a creative for a story. Translating to movies, you know, they're hit and miss, but movies, you know. No, like I said, that's a, that's a whole, like I said, no. Do I think they're ready for it? No. That, they're going to they're gonna need to stitch. They're going to need, they've already seem to be sowing seeds that they're going to stitch the shows in, which is a great idea, but how are you going to do that? Uh, they, they're sowing seeds. I mean, what do you do with uh, with uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker? Is this a thing? It's a Warner Brothers movie? You, you know what I mean? Like, what do you leave on the cutter? Do you, we have a Joker. Are you going to get a new Joker? What do you leave on the cutting room floor? I've never seen anything in the history of Warner Brothers. And any anybody out there that can correct, please correct. Where they seem to be able to, to, to make the right call when it comes to live action cooperation. They always seem to drop the ball really heavy in an area. This is something Disney doesn't have a problem with. I don't know what the Disney structure is. They have a great communication structure on how to streamline one vision through multiple individuals, right? So clearly, like you said, it seems they have one vision and, you know, that vision kind of controls the direction of the of the flow of the stream, even though the stream takes many different tributaries and rivers to kind of go back to the main source, which is the Avengers movies. I haven't seen an ability of doing that from Warner Brothers yet. So assuming that they're about to use this as a jumping off point, you're coming off the original GL mess up into a Zack Snyder thing to try to make it a bigger thing? I appreciate the balls and I'll be there for it. <laughs> you know? This is like this is like uh, uh, Evil Knievel shit, you know? We're either going to watch something great or a funeral. I'm here either way. And that's true. But the reason why I say I have faith is just because, not faith, but the reason why I think they can do it is because, like I said, I think they're using this year, which is pretty much a gone year for everybody in this world, and I think they're stitching together the pieces they need to stitch together with the right directors and the right people to say, hey, if we pull a trigger on the Snyder Cut, which it all comes back to the Snyder Cut, we pull a trigger on the Snyder Cut, can you follow, help us follow this formula to get to where we need to go so that way we can at least not have disappointment. You're, you're gonna have a disappointing movie here and there. I've heard some people say they didn't like Thor Ragnarok. I've heard other people say that's the best Thor yeah. movie there is. Which no, no, no. to each its yeah, own. That, yeah, I think that goes back to what you said earlier about about uh, 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 the vision. You know, it's it's uh, the reason the people that I've talked to who love Thor Ragnarok is because Thor, for the most part, was black, right? Thor has always been black. It's, it's been you know, mainly for hot chicks, the actual real fan base loved the costumes, and so the kids were into it. But the, but the hardcore fans, it was just like, we're just happy to have him there for the ride until he gets to the next movie where he's really portrayed as Thor. Mm-hmm. But but the people that liked the change with, uh, with was he Taiki? Ta- Taiki, I never say that, mm-hmm. right? But the reason they love the change is for, for a change, 
the the movies seem to have uh, a soul, right? Every other Thor movie doesn't have a first Thor movie is can you think of any major scene in the first Thor movie that isn't Thor with a shirt off or Thor with his armor or Thor with bulging biceps pulling a hammer? <laughs> I'm a fan and I barely can remember. <laughs> I, I barely remember the girls in the movie. I remember more Thor, which is now disturbing now that I think about it. But let's move past that. Uh, yeah, Ragnarok is the first time Thor has a soul, right? It's not just meat going through a storyline. It's there is you can see content in the character, you can see flaws in the character. You could, you know, they tried to do that in the first Thor with him losing his power, but it just ended up, you know, hot emo boy. You can get that on CW every day, you know. So it's not. So yeah. All right, so we'll we'll get, we're gonna get the final word in. So you already said you think Snarko will be um be be good or whatever let me get your final thoughts and to wrap this up do you think not just i know you think snyder cut will be a success but what do you think will ultimately come from the snyder cut in your opinion if you're guessing right now september uh september 2020 you're guessing a full year before this thing even comes out what is the end result of the snyder cut and i don't mean success i mean do you think his full vision will get realized all this all those kind of, kind of questions that we can't answer right now but we're going to Okay, you know, I, I'll put, I'll put my, my professional, random internet person profession on the line by making this call, which is, yep, I think that he'll completely realize his vision, you know, I don't think he's gonna, I, especially with all of this, I think it's way too much pressure for him not to take the reins fully and by himself. You know, I think he learned a lot from the first movie. I'm not seeing him going through the same mistake a second time. I mean, Zack Snyder is a lot of things. But, you know, we one thing we can't say he isn't is accomplished. He's definitely accomplished, right? Mm -hmm. Given that much credibility as a professional. So I think he's going to... He, he learned from his first mistakes and he's going to do better and, and give us the full vision. Whether the full vision is worth all of this shit, we'll see. <laughs> but... The one thing I can guarantee will come out of this is an attempt at an extended universe. Now, I admire the balls. I don't know. I, I, maybe, I might be giving them too much credit. It might just be, hey, the fan base was so vocal and Snyder, you know, every director has an ego. So the fan base is vocal. Snyder's probably been pitching it. And then the actors kind of jumped on board. They're willing to go in. The studio was like, what the fuck? We can make more money off of the same damn movie. Whatever before they realize how much they'd actually spend on it. You know, it, this could have gone a million ways. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, I commit, I, I, I think it's interesting enough that Snyder thought this was a big enough deal to come back, and the actors thought it was a big enough deal to come back to do this. I cannot imagine a bigger picture not coming from this. This is too much investment from all parties for it to just be for the vision of this one movie. I don't think all of these actors love Zack Snyder so much they want him to realize his vision. I think there was something bigger behind all this that the actors are like, you missed out on a lot. So I feel like when they watched the movie, they were very hurt with how much the audience missed out on, right? And there are scenes that don't, that fundamentally are, are odd if you watch it, mm -hmm. right? The, the, the flashpoint scenes, Right? right, you know the red sun Batman scenes, you know the apocalypse scenes. 
so there's there's clearly more being built here more cinematically maybe I, I think definitely more linked to other things maybe but I don't know if they realize that they're doing their multiverse at the same time Marvel is about to start doing its multiverse if that's what they're really doing that's where I think the real DC gamble is that's why I'm saying this is do or die and I don't know if they get how do or die this is fans will forgive a lot right fans will forgive a lot they're not going to make a Fantastic Four property for a while though you know what I'm saying like yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's sat on the back burner for a while so it's, it's like fans will forgive a lot but fans will also let you know yeah no y'all can sit down for a minute we, we ain't over this one yet so if they if they nail this which I think they can with the amount of confidence I see behind the project, I think this is a, like you said, a great relaunching point for reinvesting trust and support in the DC extended, the potential DC extended universe. Well, the DC extended, because they have a universe. I, I creep acting like they don't. The DC extended universe. So th- this is a great, this is a great chance for Warner Brothers to kind of set up their future, for HBO to make a shit ton of money, and for DC to let Marvel know, hey, you still have a legitimate competitor over here. I mean, but yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I, I'm excited. I, I I wasn't as excited about this when it was first announced. I'm a lot more excited the closer we get to it. Because again, with the pandemic, it's changed everything. Like we we're not even talking about Black Widow anymore. I, I laugh because everybody forgets that's just been sitting in Disney's back pocket the whole time, right? Right. They're talking about other projects now, you know, starting to talk about, you know, now with Chadwick Boseman passed, people are talking about Shuri as the Black Panther. DC's generating, I mean, Marvel's generating a lot of excitement on its end, and we know that Doctor Strange and, and the Multiverse of Madness is right around the corner, so they're about to set up their multiverse. DC is, is jumping in, and DC has so much potential, so much. Imagine a multiverse... And this is completely out of the box ridiculous. But imagine a multiverse from the Justice League movie linked to the Spider-Man, not the Spider-Man into the multiverse thing, but linked to the, 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 the DC shows. That alone is a minefield of awesome. And we've already established some stuff. Ezra Miller has shown up. Mm hmm. So it's not like you haven't planted the seeds. You've done the due diligence. This is the stuff about the Zack Snyder cut that makes me excited because I'm like, there is due diligence done. You, you've planted that seed. Then you're talking about, oh, you went back and got Michael Keaton. You know, and, and Kevin Conroy is involved in these. And you're like, DC has a chance here. You've done everything. You've hit all of the loves. All you need to do, dude. Short of bringing back, you know, a Christopher Reeves, Tupac hologram style, <laughs> you, you're, you're close. You're cl- you can do this, you know, and, and you, you've already established your style. So it's not like anybody's going to come in that movie expecting a Marvel style movie. We, we get the, the, the slow motion superpower cuts. We, we get it. You've established your style and we get the it's dark even in the daytime cuts, which I think is just... <laughs> It's like the one difference between Batman and Superman. It's it's the one. Every comic, it's the one. Anyway, you've established your, your universe. They have a great mountain off point, and, and to f- 
finalize this monologue, I think they'll actually capitalize on it. The level of success will vary, but I think they will capitalize on it. I don't. I, I cannot see this going any other way. What do you think? No, I, I think it's going to be a success, and I truly believe this is going to be a starting point for them to have their own success. And I, I don't think they're going to be in competition with each other, DC and Marvel. They're going to be in competition, but when I mean competition, I mean... They're, yeah, yeah, direct direct shots yeah this ain't this ain't this ain't aew wwe type shit yeah exactly i think it's just gonna be one of those things where they're gonna be able to do their thing they're gonna be on the right path and it'll be good i mean i'm really being optimistic but i've also been told that since this whole thing started uh my sister called me one day and said hey uh just so you know i need to tell you you've been annoyingly positive during this whole pandemic and i need you to stop (laughs) um so maybe that's still i don't know why that is but apparently that's the thing No, no no i i actually know i actually i have a theory on this i've been joking about this for quite a while on my end Okay. Everybody's miserable. This is your heaven. Shut the fuck up. No, I do. You think I'm joking? I mean it. I mean it. There is something to like. Look, you know what it's like. It, it's like. It's like you. You've been. You've been in a, a emo your whole life, right? Mm-hmm. And you've been picked on it your whole life, and then somebody grows up and they get punched and they need to put eyeliner and makeup to cover up the punch and you're like finally you feel the darkness of course you're happy of course you're happy you're not happy about the misery around you're just happy because it's like yes this is why i was always at this level the world is waiting for you down here that's it all this all this superficial shit is just sprinkles to make the cupcake meat of this brand muffin because you think you you look on the top of the cupcake and you see the you see the icing you're like oh man this is, is this gonna be strawberry is it gonna have cream filling oh maybe it's gonna have nuts i like nuts you know and then you bite into it and it's a fucking brand muffin it's a dry ass Popeye's biscuit brand muffin and, and you're sitting there going I've been watching the baker the whole time of course it was brand muffin you son of a bitch you should have looked at the menu so that's my theory okay fair enough I don't think, by the way, I don't think it's a bad thing by the way I think, <laughs> I think you were just you were ahead of the game congratulations you know like I'm rooting for your team I think next season you know the the happy team gets another chance but this season y'all definitely came up man MVP and all good job good job that's funny um the last question I have for you I know but I'm really interested to get your opinion on this and, and it's not and for me it's not enough to do a topic on it for on a show for it but it's, it's enough to do one question so we all know what we all know what supposedly Amber Heard has done to Johnny Depp she's pretty much yeah. had him Almost, almost blackballed, but it seems like she. I was, I was about to say, are we still saying supposedly? Uh, well, I'm saying supposedly only because I'm the host of the show and I gotta be politically correct. Um, Fair enough. But you don't have to say that shit. Um, off, yeah, I'm off, not. Off, off, off air, probably. Off air, say. But also, let's be honest, dude. I don't care what anyone says. That is still one fine woman. If she ever wants me in her bed, I would do it. <laughs> so, so me, she, she supposedly. Um, but this seems to be. I actually watched something earlier this morning. I guess it's a petition that fans want her out as the second uh, in Aquaman, but apparently, yeah. but apparently Warner Brothers has huge plans for her, and yeah. and so they want to keep her around. Apparently, like, like apparently the, the plans are so big, it's not a, it's not that they don't just want her in Aquaman two. Apparently, they want her in Justice League two as well. Yeah. So, 
Uh, that would make sense because if they're following the comic book storyline, they're probably going to go with uh, the the Atlantis storyline. Um, so the King of Atlantis stuff. Um, I, I got to be honest. Mm-hmm. This is cut and dry. She got to go. Mm. It, it's not. It's not. Mm. Personally, I should I should make my bias clear up front. Mm-hmm. I am absolutely which is sad because not that it's a politics show but i'm a conservative but i throw people off because i talk like a progressive because i don't think you know human rights and progress are necessarily the worst thing on earth you know i i i still think i'm conservative but i also know like we get old right when you get old you're gonna be a little more back in my day <laughs> so yeah i i I don't know, I, I, and I think we're the generation that I'm most frustrated with with that. Like, I understood my parents and my grandparents and their parents. I understood that. They didn't have the internet. They didn't have, uh, uh, you know, radio the way we do, TV the way we do. But more importantly, they didn't have decades of movie telling them this shit repeatedly. It's like, you know what it's like to me? It's like people that, that uh, I'll talk to people. And they'll be like, yeah, no, I have this issue with this girl, or I have this issue with my wife, and uh, I, I don't want to tell her the truth. Oh, why not? Because I don't want to hurt her. Bitch, how many movies? How many movies? It's a trope. That's how silly. Just fucking tell her. Just fucking tell her. You know how this ends. You know how this ends. Just fucking tell her. Anyway, my point is, I say all of this to say. I think if you're gonna move forward in this in this idea of like you got Wonder Woman supposedly standing for 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 strength and femininity and and they're they're going back and getting the Linda Carter stuff and and being like bringing her back to be vocal at the DC Universe 24 hour thing to be like yay women. You got Henry Cavill sitting up there like truth, justice, but you're not letting him talk a lot because we all know Henry Cavill is clearly a pretty boy asshole, so smart play. But you got him sitting there with the S on his chest looking mad, truth and justice. You got Batman as the, like, you know, all these people that you've got are doing a great job representing the virtues of the character. Shazam is a perfect casting of a man-child. That guy is just so... It's intoxicatingly energy, intoxicating energy to watch him in action. It bothers me because because I'm like, bro, I don't have that much energy with it with back to the cupcake analogy with sugar in front of me. I ain't got that much energy with fucking energy drinks. I ain't got that much energy with coffee. That dude is just he's the perfect character for that. If you're going to make all these characters that represent these traits, which Marvel is also doing, credit to them. All these studios are doing the whole, like, we're casting based on people that are going to represent not just the character on screen, but you're going to represent elements of the character off screen, either naturally or by studio contract. You can't you can't have this skeleton in your closet. Unless she's about to be a villain. If, if she's going to be a villain, keep her on board. That would be a beautiful flex. <laughs> But unless she's about to be a villain, yeah, no, you gotta, you gotta let her go. There's, I, I don't see any other way. I don't see any other way. And plus, it's not, it's not that difficult. Switch characters. They'll bitch about it one movie, dude. I watched them do it with Rhodey. So that's fair. 
All right. Well, thank you, thank Jonathan Hester for coming on to see to I see a little differently podcast. We're out. Yes, we'll, see, we'll see you next week. <laughs>